0: com slash for thirty dollars off your first box and free shipping ifstories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over eighty pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. everybody and welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories episode number 10. I am so happy to have you with us here today. And today I'm here with Rebecca. She's from Decatur, Georgia. So she's going to sound a whole lot like me for all of you (laughs) out there who live in other parts of the world. And Rebecca is a therapist in private practice who works with clients who are seeking help with issues related to depression and anxiety.
1: So welcome, Rebecca. Jen, I'm so excited to be here. I'm fangirly a little bit just to oh. be on the other end talking to you right now. It's so exciting.
0: Well, I'm so glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to intermittent fasting.
1: Well, that's a great question. So I never had weight issues as a child. I was a tomboy, in trees, and played ball and was athletic. I got married at 25 and weighed about 125 pounds, five, six, you know, no problems with my weight ever. And a few years later, I was working as a flight attendant and I injured my shoulder badly. And I went from jet setting around the world to physical therapy appointments, doctor's appointments, ultimately surgery, more physical therapy, doctor's appointments. And, and honestly, you know, I kind of landed in my kitchen a lot and food kind of became my friend for the first time then. And in the course of all that, I kind of lost myself and I wondered what happened and I kind of, you know, chalked it up to, I was aging. Wasn't too noticeable though. I mean, I like had lost about, or I guess I gained about 10 pounds and Then I took the opportunity to enroll in graduate school and fulfill my dream of becoming a counselor. And a few years later we were expecting our first son and we added two more sons to that and the weight sort of just gradually kept on creeping up to the 150s and then the 160s. And I was just trying to still squeeze into my clothes and buying blousy, stretchy clothing with hide my tummy. And you know how people like or I do anyway, like put a kid in front of my belly. (laughs) You can't oh, think. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And so after graduate school for several years, I worked in a psychiatric hospital in Atlanta. And it's a, it's a big psych hospital. And it was great training and high stress. And I learned so much. And I also worked nights, and it kind of threw my body into disarray. And I stress ate. I ate at odd times. And, and it, you know, it's a high stress job. And so I started, you know, trying low carb. I tried counting calories. I tried boot camps, I tried walking five miles every single morning for a year. And I could only lose about like five to eight pounds. And after reading the obesity code, I know now that I was at a set point weight and I just, I guess I couldn't get past it. And then I, again, just talked up to aging, motherhood. And, you know, I was in my thirties and just, you know, fuller. I had back fat. You know, And um, I wasn't obsessed with it though, but
0: go ahead. I think a lot of us fall for that, that, well, we're aging. That's just what happens. You know, we tell ourselves that it's just meant to be, but really, you know, it's not, is
1: it? It isn't meant to be. And I feel like our whole society really buys into that. Like, you know, big is beautiful. And for me, it felt terrible. You know, I was just trying to squeeze into my clothes and I was in denial really, Jen, because I, I would think I looked a certain way, and then I would see. I don't know this is probably happening. You see a photograph of myself and just think, "Who is that? Who's that girl?" I think that's
0: true, and of course, big can be beautiful and is beautiful, and there are plenty of beautiful women who are who are larger. And you know, I hear people are like, "Oh, you were beautiful when you were big, and and you're beautiful now." But I didn't feel beautiful, and I right. think that's the thing. I didn't it's feel personal. good in my own skin and I didn't feel like myself. And I went through a phase where I tried to tell myself that it was okay, and that it didn't matter. And it was, you know, just exterior and how I looked. And of course, I don't judge people for the way they look. And I don't think a lot of people judged me for the way I look necessarily. It just felt so bad, if you know what I mean.
1: Right. It's personal. So, and I really, you know, I try not to focus on it, you know, busy as a mom and, you know, just busy with life and work and Balancing all that, which is a lot. So I didn't get too caught up in it. And at the same time, I think I was in denial too. Also, this is kind of funny for me. I have an identical twin. And so people began to say, Y'all, are y'all identical? Y'all don't really look alike. And oh wow. It didn't really register to me until recently that we began not to favor because I look like a different person, you know. So you were struggling with weight gain, but she was not. She never has. She, she So she's been kind of doing intermittent fasting since becoming an adult. She would always eat a big lunch and just kind of skip dinner. And she didn't ever really realize that's kind of what she was doing. So And that always has really worked well for her. So, yeah, she kind of stayed the same size that we were kind of always were. And then, which is about a size six. And right. that's just a healthy weight for our size. In our height, so yeah, she always looked exactly the same, and I thought I looked ex- exactly like her until people were like, "Y'all aren't twins. Y'all don't really look that much alike." And and I just thought, "Oh, well, that's because we're getting older. Maybe we're not favoring anymore because we're getting older." And so, in terms of like finding, if I was looking on a Facebook group for a, a Decatur Facebook group for moms, and someone asked a question. If you're over 40, how do you lose 40 or how do you lose 20 pounds? Is it even possible? And I just zeroed in on that because I had tried several different things that hadn't worked. And someone wrote in the comments, two words, intermittent fasting and a link to your podcast. Oh, I love that. Oh, and I clicked on it and I started listening that day. I think I listened to like 10 episodes that day. I was obsessed. And I couldn't wait to start the next day. And I did. And my life has never been the same.
0: Wow. I love that. Just two words on a mom group, intermittent fasting. changed my life. Yeah, that's fabulous. You know, because the whole thought process that was going through your mind, is it even possible to lose right. weight? And right. I, I think that's really, for me, that's where the, the whole well, I might as well just accept it. You know, there's the whole health at every size movement. And I think that that is because people have tried so hard. They're like, you know, I just, I can't try any harder. And that's the way I felt before intermittent fasting. I couldn't try any harder. And so intermittent fasting helps me to not have to try. If that makes sense, you just live It does. And
1: that's what, so, so several different things about your story, I felt connected to from the very beginning. And so- one of the biggest things were was that you weren't working out all the time, which I didn't right. feel like I could work out all the time. I felt like I had tried that. And it's very defeating when you're walking five miles a day and not losing any weight. I mean, and as we know from reading the obesity code, you can't exercise so much and it isn't exactly calories in calories out. And it, it just isn't exactly like that in tr- because of right. our hormones. And so because you, you, that that was the first thing you said was, I don't exercise. I just do this. And I thought I can do that. And you are from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. We're both Southerners. We both like to eat and we're both in our forties. And I thought this girl is a regular girl. I'm a regular girl. And so it was about, I don't know if, I mean, Jen, it was about you because I thought I can connect to this. I can't connect to a celebrity in L.A. I'm not a celebrity in L.A. I'm a regular girl. And so I just loved your story. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do everything Jen does and see what happens. I'm going to try to make it to three o'clock. I'm going to fast clean. I'm going to, you know, try black coffee. It sounds awful. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do everything she says and see how it works. And that was just a game changer for me I didn't ask questions I just started it uh and when was that again when did you start it was October 23rd of 2017 so it was last year one week before Halloween oh, and wow. the next week in Halloween pictures with my kids I look like Rebecca again wow so what do you think changed in just that one week you could see my face again. Like I could see my jawline again. And it was that glow. It was like I looked clear-eyed and I looked like myself again. And I remember looking at the photos thinking, because for years I've looked at photos and been disappointed. And I looked at the photo and I thought, there's Rebecca. Oh wow, my gosh. I love that. There she is.
0: See, that's so exciting because – I'm a mom of two boys and all those years when they were little and the time that I really struggled with my weight, mainly that was the time from about 2005 to 2014. Those were my biggest struggle years. But I didn't want my picture taken. As right. you said, I was great at having a kid in front of me. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's, there's a, a set of photos in my book. One is me on the beach in Mexico with the boys, and I have them like positioned in front of me. And then there's a picture that I took after I'd lost the weight, and I still am kind of behind them. And someone said, You know, you don't have to stand like that anymore. Wow. I'm like, Well, it's just, I guess, a habit, right? We hide behind people in the photos, try to make ourselves look like we're. Smaller. You know,
1: camouflaged yes. How old are your boys now? They are 12, 10, and 8. And a couple of them are about to have birthdays. And they all kind of have birthdays well. together. So I'm like, how old are they? Yeah, 12, 10, and 8. Well, I just would
0: like to let you know you're about to enter the smelly phase. Oh,
1: my gosh, Jen. I'm going to need you <laughs> on, like, on my speed dial to get through I'm, this. I'm telling you,
0: that, that 12-year-old, if he's not smelly already, just wait. Because just wait till they have a whole gang of boys over spending the night. And you walk in the room and you're like, huh, this is a different kind of smell.
1: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. There's
0: nothing like it, though like a room full of wet puppies or something, you know, and watching those boys grow up is just so much
1: fun. Yay. I'm excited. They're so cute. And I'm a boy mom. I mean, I, I really, I can deal with it. We can take them on a hike and, you know, take them to the game and they're so cute. I feel the same way. It's just, it's, there's
0: nothing like being a boy mom. I mean, I know if we had girls, we would, we would be girl moms. (laughs) We would rock that too. We (laughs) we would too, but it, it has been a lot of fun being the mom of boys. So, October 2017, you started. So how did it go after that, after those Halloween photos?
1: So I want to tell you about my reluctance and then the first day. So I'm a therapist in private practice. I you know, spend the day in a comfortable chair with low, comfortable light. There's a sound machine outside my door and I'm listening to stories. And so before I started fasting, after lunch, I would be really tired in that environment, if you can imagine being super comfortable after lunch. And so the first day, I had a full schedule. And so I thought, I'm going to try it this first day. And so I... Thought, well, I have a full schedule. What if I get mean? You know, what if I'm so (laughs) hungry? Exactly. What if I take it out on my clients? And I thought, you had said, if you're busy, it's the best way to fast because you aren't thinking about food. So I thought, well, I'll be trapped in my office. I won't be able to break my fast. You know, this is, I'm just going to try it. So the very first day, Jen, I didn't die, I survived. And I had total enlightenment throughout the afternoon instead of feeling fatigued. And I was so sharp, so clear, so in the zone in my office with my clients and so perceptive. And I thought, this is how I was meant to be. This is how I was meant to be.
0: Oh, I love that. And that I think that's pretty odd that you had it on day one, that you had that clarity. I mean, that's awesome. I'm happy to hear it. A lot of people you know, have to go through this foggy period first before their their bodies adjust to fasting. But it sounds like
1: your body was just ready to go. Well, it wasn't. So I talk for a living and listen for a living. And so it's very intuitive. And so maybe just in that environment, I could see the contrast in myself from day one. And I was also really worried about not surviving the day. And so it went so well. And I can remember our niece was living with us at the time and I came home and told my niece and my husband you know how great I felt and they started the next day oh wow yeah and we did it together and they both also had great results and so it was the first day was I was hooked that first day
0: i think it really is helpful to have people around you who are supporting you because you know now that my husband does intermittent fasting too it's just so nice He's not waking up and eating first thing in the morning and I'm not either. And it makes it just so much easier to have that partner who gets it.
1: You are completely right about that. And it makes it so fun to eat dinner together because you're enjoying it in the same way because you haven't been eating all day long and not enjoying your food. Yeah. So it would be funny to just to do it in community. We would text each other if you know we had if somebody catered in Chick-fil-A or if which is a delicacy in the South. Oh yeah. And or if somebody, you know, catered in barbecue or whatever, we would text each other and say, look at this barbecue I'm not eating. And then we would all laugh and say, Well, what are we having for dinner and kind of plan dinner and get excited about dinner? And then break fast together. And, it, you know, it was so fun. It makes such, It's a game changer to do it with somebody else, even if you're just texting about it and you're not living in the same house with somebody that's doing it. It's really a game changer to do it with somebody else.
0: To have that support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So did you find that your dinner time routine changed a little bit? I know that ours really did. We used to kind of eat more on the run and eat in shifts and at different times. And since implementing intermittent fasting, dinner has become more like special. Has that changed any for your family or were you always the, the family that ate together at dinner?
1: So I have three boys who all play academy soccer. And so we are definitely on the run and there's always dinner on the stove. And so... We're eating yummy food, and sometimes it's in Tupperware on the way (laughs) to soccer. And yet, I mean, absolutely, dinners become just a wonderful time. And, you know, we're eating really good food, and we don't eat light necessarily. I mean, I have little boys, so we eat, you know, tacos a lot, we eat spaghetti a lot, we eat good food. I mean, we're not eating low cal necessarily, and we don't have to. And that's right. The great thing to me about intermittent fasting, Jen, is that when you fast all day, you have very little guilt about what you're eating. That's true. You're just like, give me some food, you know, give me some good food. Yeah. And you want it to be delicious.
0: You know, th- there is no way I'm going to wait until my window is open and then settle for something that's not delicious and satisfying.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the funny thing about that, I've heard you say that so many times and That just becomes more and more and more true every day, I feel like. So I, you know, before I started fasting, would love, you know, like pimento cheese and Triscuits. And now the Triscuit would fill me up so fast that I can't eat it. I'm like, this doesn't taste that good. And it it will completely (laughs) fill me up. So I'm going to have, you know, cucumbers instead of Triscuits to, you know, dip the hummus or whatever so that I can, you know, eat my dinner because yeah I mean even a Triscuit as good as it is isn't that
0: good now I have to say I have not lost my taste for pimento cheese and Triscuits really? <laughs> do still like that yeah and this is what's funny you probably don't know this you might know this but did you know that people all over the world are not eating pimento cheese this is very much a southern thing oh my goodness bless their hearts right I know <laughs> I was listening to – we were traveling one year for Master's Week and uh, we were listening to the broadcast and the broadcasters were talking about – pimento cheese at Augusta National. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, what do you mean? What is that? I don't know
1: what it is. Exactly. It's so good. It's
0: like shredded cheddar. For people who don't know, you take cheddar cheese and you shred it and you mix it in like a mayonnaise. Some people put in cream cheese also. And pimentos are little red peppers and they mix it in there. And salt and
1: pepper. So good. Yes. Jen, do you ever split the cheddar with like a Monterey Jack so that it has a little bit of kick to it? Do you ever make it? I have not done that personally,
0: but I do make it. I have a holiday version that we actually invented. My husband and I did one year. Wow. It's called cranberry cheese. And I was making some... Here in the South, we like to make food for neighbors. So I was making something <laughs> for the neighbors. Some years I've made sausage balls for them, cheese and sausage balls. Also, I don't know if that's everywhere. That I might love be sausage too. balls. You're, but- you're my
1: spirit animal. <laughs> there oh my you go. Gosh.
0: But I was going to make some pimento cheese for the neighbors for Christmas. Yeah. And my husband said, you know, can you make it a little more Christmassy? With cranberries or something. And I'm like, well, I've never heard of that, but let me try. So we bought dried cranberries yeah. and mixed it in instead of the pimentos. And it is just phenomenal. I we had bet have it it's during so the holidays.
1: good. You're full of good ideas. <laughs> well, it's I just crazy. love food. Yes. Yeah.
0: And by the top, this episode is going to actually air in January, but we we're actually recording it prior to the holidays. So you still have time. So everybody who has missed the holidays, this can be your New Year's treat food. Make yourself some cranberry cheese instead of pimento cheese. Yum. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to do that this weekend. It's really good. I, I take it to parties and people like love it. Yeah, that sounds great. So, and, and the neighbors liked it too. So I wanna back up a little bit, talk to you about are there any challenges having you know an intermittent fasting lifestyle and also children? Because we, you know, we hear people ask about this, you know, that's a stumbling block for some moms because they're preparing food for the kids during the day. Does that cause any kind of a, a
1: problem or any kind of tension at your home? So I just I always think about when I'm gonna open my window and kind of focus on that. And I don't, I don't taste food. I don't, you know, it's more fun to bake, you know, when you're in your window because you can, you know, flip the spoon and all that. It hasn't really been that hard for me. I mean, I cook for my kids all the time in a fasted state and I, I feel so great that it, you know, to me, it's an easy trade-off. And I, you know, I'm definitely a food taster and it's more fun to cook in my window when I can taste stuff. And yeah, it hasn't been that hard. The only thing I think that's been hard for me is just, you know, people are just kind of judgy about this lifestyle and that's something you just have to kind of get used to with intermittent fasting. And, you know, some people like me, who were just ready to hear it that day are like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to start that tomorrow. And they do, and they have great success. And then some people are, you know, threatened by it or, you know, think it's crazy. And so, you know, one thing I want to say that I think about all the time is we do national park trips and we go out West. And this past summer, we went to Mesa Verde National Park, which is in Colorado, Southern Colorado. It's kind of in the desert and they have cave dwellings there, uh, thousands of them. And they're from the ancestral Puebloan people. And so we toured these ancient cave dwellings, cliff dwellings there. And we went inside the caves, Jen, and they've got like bowls and stones where you could tell they prepared their food. And I thought when I was touring it so much about intermittent fasting, about how, you know, when they wanted to eat, they had to climb out of these caves and go find some food, you know, and the fact that we're all the time thinking about food in our society is so focused on food. uh, And, you know, during lunchtime, you can't find a place to park anywhere because everybody's got to eat. And we've just become so, it's just been so ingrained in our culture. I think about those people a lot. And I think about also when I'm in the zone in my office in the late afternoon and I'm in a fasted state and I'm having a great session with a client, I think about, you know, the hunter gatherers at that moment needed to make a kill or they needed to find, you know, forage for fruit or, or whatever. And so I'm really inspired by that. And, you know, you talk about the hunter gatherers a lot and just that lifestyle of, you know, we weren't designed to eat all the time. Right. And so I know other people don't get that. And after, and after starting intermittent fasting, I really do. And, you know, I'm really inspired by it.
0: I think that's true. You know, my sons are, are older now. The um, one is 19 and one is 20 and, and the 20 year old doesn't eat breakfast anymore. And I mean, he's always been lean. He put on a, a couple of little freshman pounds yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to, to Georgia Tech yeah. <laughs> and, his, you know, his, his little his belly was a little bigger for a while, and his shirts were a little tight. And then he got rid of those. But he stopped eating breakfast, and and does his own. Basically, he does um, two meals a day. He has lunch and dinner now. But he's like, yeah, nobody needs to eat all that food at breakfast time. It's just it's a way that he feels better, and he feels that way just naturally. And I'm so glad to be able to pass that on.
1: That's amazing. To him. That's amazing. It really, I, I have a good girlfriend who was about eight pounds over, you know, where her ideal weight. And she did exactly what you're describing that your son did just she fast until lunch. And that was she dropped those eight pounds that she wanted to lose, I think, in, you know, a few weeks, and she's now she does it every day, and she feels great. And she just, you know, fasts until lunch. And so I think, you know, if you need to make like a small change, it's a great way to do it. And it's it's so amazing that your body just responds to that instantaneously.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And it's good. For, you know, she didn't have much to lose and neither did my son. But right. just making that tiny little tweak will kind of keep it from getting out of hand. I think that's what happened to me, you know metabolically and hormonally over time, you just get in worse and worse shape when you keep eating, you know, the foods that aren't working well for you during the whole day, like I used to do. Right. And it just got worse and worse, like a cumulative effect that then you have to reverse all that. So if you can catch it beforehand, you know, it's a whole lot better. Absolutely. You can get it in that state to begin with. Absolutely. So how much weight did you end up losing? Were you able to get back down to your ideal size?
1: So, I'm not down all the way. So, I've lost about 25 pounds, and which I absolutely love. And I'm back to the size I want to be. And it isn't, I'm not exactly the weight I want to be. Although, in January, my dear friend that I was just talking about, Jen, her name is also Jen, she really roped me into working out. And so, we do a pure bar class and hair indicator. And so, I've built so much muscle. And so I'm okay with, I am the size I want to be and I'm not exactly okay. the way I want to be and I'm a lot stronger. And so that, that's really changed for me. And also I want to say that, you know, when I was heavier, I don't think I even would have done the class because right. I would have been so self-conscious. Tell me about how, how you like that
0: class. This is just purely selfish on my part because we have a, a pure bar here in Augusta. You do? And yes. And I have driven by ever since they opened. Jen. I'm like, oh, I w- You have got to. My mom. Oh my
1: gosh! You have got to go. You would love it. So I know you're an early riser. So am I. And I am. They have a class at five thirty, and that's the one I take. And it's full of you know really awesome strong women who are just really inspiring. It's great to see them first thing in the morning, and the class is a big challenge, and it's amazing. So we go i mean i've went 5 days this week and i love it so wow. what i do so as a therapist in private practice i connect working out to a mood booster and so really there's no there's no replacement for exercise in terms of a boost in mood and so right. that's what i connect it to. so the meaning for me is a boost in mood and so because I mean, my clients make me better in so many ways and because i encourage them to exercise i like I need to exercise. And yeah, that's the reason why I do it. Yeah, I'm a big believer in exercise for health.
0: And, you know, people sometimes get the mistaken – Thought that because in Delay, Don't Deny, I talk about how exercise is not necessarily that beneficial for weight loss. They think that I'm saying don't exercise at all. (laughs) Don't move your body. And that's not true. You know, I've not been a gym goer at any point along the way, but I do move my body. You know, I like lifting heavy things like San Pellegrino (laughs) cases from Costco. Yes. I think I would really enjoy the Pure Bar class. So I'm going to look into that and see just because, you know, now that I'm retired from teaching, I'm not getting out of the house as much. And so I, you know, t- being a teacher was very physical. Absolutely. You know. That's a workout so, every day. Well, it is because you're constantly moving around the classroom. You're walking down the hall. And so even though I've not done a formal exercise routine, I was very active. And now suddenly I'm not as active. So I think it might be time to check out the Pure Bar. You and would love it. This so- is not a sponsored podcast, but
1: I'm <laughs> Have to go check. Them you out. should, so, right? Because I love how you just, you know, always share the good stuff. Like this is a thing right. I do that I love. So I was a gymnast for a little of a minute when I was growing up, not very long, and it, I ended up cheering in high school. And so the stretching and everything, it reminds me so much of those days. And if you grew up dancing, you're still a dancer. You know, if you grew up as an athlete, you're still an athlete and dancers are athletes. And so I feel so connected when I'm doing my stretches and everything. I feel so connected to the girl I always was, which is such a great feeling. And yeah, I love Pure Bar. I didn't want to love it. And I do love my friend Jen. And so she really talked me into it and so it's been such a great thing for me and and also just having that like you said the social connection in anything whether it's IF or working out or whatever is such a such a great motivator if i tell her i'm going to be there at 5:30 I want to be there at 530 because I told her I would be. <laughs> right. You don't want to let her down.
0: Right. Well, you've really inspired me because, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm 49. I'll be turning 50 in July of, of this coming year. And I want to be strong as right. I age. Yes. I, mean, I want to get stronger and stronger. And I, I think that this is something I would enjoy because, you know, I, the stretching brings back memories, you know, because we always started in the ballet class. We were at the bar and doing totally. all that. Um,
1: Put your leg up, point your toe. I know. Put your leg over the bar. You would love it, Jen. You Although I was really a,
0: more of a tap dancer. That was my forte.
1: Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> you would I love this tap tap shoes. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, and you're so, you have such great muscle tone. I'm jealous. And so you would, I mean, I think you would really thrive in the class. I think you would love it. I think, okay, you've inspired me. I'm going
0: to go check it out like this week. I promise you. I'm going to do it because I think I need it. I need something like that in my life. Just being retired and not going to work every day has has made me realize I need a little something and I was like, what am I going to do? And I just hadn't thought of it because I don't want to join the gym, but I think pure bar is going to be it. All right. Well, I will keep y'all posted, Let you know how that goes. Good. (laughs) All right. So tell us besides the weight loss, if you had any other positive health changes,
1: I don't even know where to start with that. That's such a great question. So I want to say that this is a little bit sad and it's part of my story. So I'm going to tell you about it. In uh, okay. 2015, I lost my brother. He ended his life. Oh, no. I know. So it's my oldest brother, and he had struggled with addiction, and he ended his life in 2015. I turned 40 that year, and I worked in the psychiatric hospital, so I worked with suicide and addiction every day. And so it was, one, you know how there's meaning in loss, and it can you know redefine your life, and I knew just in that situation that I couldn't stay working at the hospital. My, my kids were young and it was like, you know, you don't really change jobs or transition or, you know, really job hunt when your kids are little, right. you're just working, you know? And so when my brother died, I knew I needed to do something different because every story reminded me of his story. And I was just working with suicide every day. It was painful. So that really inspired me to start my private practice. And I launched it the next year, which was the best thing I've ever done. And then intermittent fasting made me such, I feel like such a better therapist and uh, made me so much stronger. And then made me feel like I could, if I could reach this goal, I could do anything. So I applied for, you know, as an entrepreneur, I was just more and more interested in business. And I applied to the executive MBA program at Georgia Tech. I was accepted. It just started in August. It's the oh, that's best exciting program ever. It is exciting. And just to have the, the courage to do that would have, you know, never been possible without intermittent fasting and without just feeling like myself again. I mean, I think that's been the biggest gift.
0: So it just it made you feel like yourself just emotionally. That would be the. Totally. That's, I love that. So you said, I wrote this down because I wanted to, to ask you about it. I have made you a better therapist.
1: Absolutely. Can you explain? I think it took away any fogginess that I had. So I'm, you know, very intuitive, perceptive listener. And I kind of see things strategically and it's the end indiv- of it, like tiny individual characteristics of people. And, because I feel sharper and clearer headed in my work, I feel like I can pick up on more. And I feel like I, I just don't have any fogginess. I'm not, I'm not kind of searching for a word. I'm not thinking about, you know, what am I going to say next? Or I mean, it just made me so much sharper in that sort of intuitive, you know, nuanced kind of work that I do. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, then. The mental
0: clarity is just so good. If I have to use my brain for something and want to be sharp, I will not eat beforehand. I make sure that I'm in the fasted state. So that's totally, I feel you right there. And that's the part that people who don't do intermittent fasting don't understand. Right. Because they think they're going to be hangry and dragging and headaches and napping. And it's just so not that at all.
1: Exactly. It's amazing to me how clear headed you feel and how sort of in the zone you feel. And we went to a show a couple of nights ago was like a talk, and I didn't eat before I went because I knew I would be tired if I ate. And so it's funny for me, when I eat, I'm pretty much ready for bed. I mean, <laughs> so that's the, you know, the big thing for me is that I, you know, will just feel super tired and I, you know, I don't have that feeling anymore unless it's, you know, dinner time. And, you know, soon after, you know, time to go to bed, I used to be a night owl and, you know, I'm not anymore. So now you're an early bird waking up doing that, that
0: bar class. I
1: know, I know. So it's really changed me. And another thing is, you know, weight I've noticed with, with my clients and then also with myself, it's a really a mental health issue you know, it makes you feel more depressed. It makes you feel more self-conscious. And so a really cool thing for me in my private practice, you know, my clients and I, they sort of design and we help support them reaching their own goals. And a lot of times their goal is weight loss. And they say, you know, in when we're kind of talking about their goals, they'll say, you know, I'd love to lose weight I've, you know, low energy. And, so when that is their goal, I mentioned, you know, like, this is a super easy way you could do it. And they light up. And so, so many of my clients are doing intermittent fasting because they have weight loss as a goal. And oh, they've I love been, that. Yeah, super successful that's great so you are not keeping
0: this a secret from your page or clients i guess is the word to use you are telling them letting them know
1: to to check it out i am and so there's so much science behind it and i direct them to do their own research and right. you know a lot of them you know have listened to your podcasts or big fans of your new podcast and so they've done their own research and they've tried it and they feel great and they look great and they're losing so many pounds it's amazing so and i started a few months ago sharing my story when I got to the one year mark, sharing my story on social media for salient counseling, which is the name of my private practice, on Instagram and Facebook, sharing before and after pictures and saying, like, this is you know something that's worked really well for me. And you know, something that you guys, if you ever wanted to lose weight or you ever wanted to feel great, this is, you know, worked well for me. so yes, I have started sharing it. And that's so scary, you know, before and after pictures are mortifying.
0: (laughs) It really is scary because I remember, you know, sharing mine. And when I first started sharing with like my real people, you know, I I was in Facebook groups. Those are closed and you feel like you are more protected in there. But then more and more people that I knew started joining those Facebook groups. And then pretty much anything I said was like, people that I knew were seeing it. And it, it's very vulnerable to put yourself in that position where you're admitting, you know, the problems you had with food. And I think of, of it almost as like an addiction in itself for me. I was like really consumed and obsessed with thoughts of food from the time I woke up till the time I went to bed. This is pre-intermittent fasting, you know, and and being able to to clear that away has been so fabulous. But to admit it to people, you know, in your real life,
1: Yeah, I was struggling. Yeah, it's so hard. And so vulnerability, just as a therapist, Jen, I have to say, vulnerability is a superpower. And we don't want to show, you know, the struggle. And at the same time, the struggle is what everybody's looking for. You know, they want to be able to connect to something. And so if we are all glossy and perfect, people kind of slide off of the shiny exterior, they can't connect to that. And so if we are vulnerable and we share, you know, this is the something that I've struggled with, it's the hardest thing to share and what we're looking for in other people. And you modeled that the best for all of us, you know, the gen nation (laughs) of, (laughs) of people that have really connected, you know, to your vulnerability and saying, you know, I tried everything, I struggled. And, and Jen, you really tried everything.
0: <laughs> I did. Oh, Lord have mercy. I oh tried my
1: all. gosh. I read <laughs> your book and I was just, I was blown away. So just taking your, like your advice, just, you know, in black and white and saying, I'm going to go with it. And then going back and reading your story to hear, you know, I feel like we can take it from you because you have tried everything.
0: It's true, and the being vulnerable was that it was the scariest thing I ever did. Putting this book out there and just telling the truth about everything I had tried and how hard it was for me. And I'm like, you know, people are going to read this. People that that I know from my childhood, they're going to read this, and it was scary. But do you know it was also freeing to put it out there? And you know, like,
1: well, there it all is.
2: It and is. Now
0: everybody knows. It is totally <laughs> so there <strange>. you
2: go.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I want to just land right there for a second and honor your vulnerability from the first day you told your story until today. Your courage and your vulnerability has changed the lives of legions of people. And I am so grateful for your vulnerability.
0: So grateful. Well, thank you. That makes me, makes me feel good. And I Might be tearing up just a little bit here. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really. Changing. It was the scariest thing. This whole this whole process has been scary for me because I'm just a normal person, just like you. Really? I'm I'm a girl born here in Georgia, and I've just lived my life. I'm a teacher. You know, you're a counselor. We talk to people. We that's what we do, and thinking that that we can make a difference in the lives of people beyond just you know our, our initial circle it's a little bit overwhelming, but also it fills me with gratitude every day.
1: And I think it's funny. Absolutely. And I think it's funny that when you say you are retired, you are retired from teaching and you are a very busy girl. I am busy. I'm I've like,
0: I'm super busy. But the beauty is I can be busy on my own time now. Like I can say, well, this day I'm going to go Christmas shopping and not work. Or this day I'm going to work all day long really hard. So I, That's awesome. I'm working at 10 p.m. instead of, you know, in the middle of the work day. Well, so. and you're
1: still teaching all of us. I, I feel like your job as an educator prepared you for your job to help so many people. I think so too. Teaching. I think
0: that, you know, my whole life has has brought me where I needed to be right now. And even I'm actually even grateful to the fact that I was overweight and obese because it helped me appreciate a healthy, slim body. If I had never struggled with my weight, I wouldn't understand how great it feels to be healthy.
1: That's such a great point. I love that.
0: I've not even thought about that. I couldn't sit cross-legged on the floor with my students. I couldn't get up and down. I couldn't move very well. It was really hard to just get through the day. And now I appreciate so much that my body feels good. I mean, it's the very
1: best gift. It's the very best gift. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow.
2: Nice. Yeah.
0: So is there anything that you struggle with,
1: with intermittent fasting at all? Honestly, I think maybe it's weird. I struggle with none of it. I really well, I love hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I really, I took everything you said at face value the very first day and I, I, I didn't fight it. I didn't say, well, I'm going to put, you know, coconut oil in my coffee or anything, you know, or I'm going to do, I can't even remember the first day I chewed gum the whole day. And then I heard you say, you know, that that makes your stomach think it's when your jaw is flexing it makes your stomach think that you're about to feed it. And I, you know, the next day I never chewed gum again. I I haven't chewed gum since then, because I think it's so, I don't want to make my stomach, I don't want to give my stomach any mixed signals. And so I think from the first day I did everything you said. And so I really, I didn't struggle. I I found tricks like your sparkling water trick is such a great trick. And I think it's funny. I have to give a little shout out to Kroger grocery store. I know that grocery stores are different all over the country and all over the world. And in Georgia, there's a lot of Kroger's, and they have the best plain, generic Kroger brand sparkling water that you'll ever have. It's so good. I know you're San Pellegrino girl. And so I, I think I saw on your Facebook group someone said, you know, try a generic sparkling water. They're pretty good. And I thought that's crazy. And then I thought I'll try anything. So I bought a case of proker sparkling water thinking it's going to be terrible. And I put it in the fridge in the first week when me and my husband and my niece were fasting and, you know, really thinking it's hard when you're home all day. Right. And one, I think it was a weekend. I was home all day and niece and I were laughing, like, we I don't know if we can do this, you know? And so I opened a Kroger Sparkling Water. It's so fizzy. And we're from Georgia. We love Coca-Cola in the South. And it's got like a good burn to it. Kroger. Oh, I know what you mean. Does it come in a can or is it in bottles? It's in a can. I okay, well, it, I might go I pick some of that. I there are bottles too. It's just okay. very, very fizzy. And I love that. And so... I opened it and thought, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and so I gave one to my niece and she she was also struggling. And uh, she's about 12 years younger than me. And so she said, uh, oh my gosh. So anyhow, that's been a staple for us, a complete game changer. Well, I'm going to have to try that.
0: Then. I'll <laughs> and, send my husband out. Yes. He likes. To, I like to send him out and he buys things and brings it back home. Oh. Like, you know, the traditional hunter-gatherers, right?
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And and brings me things from the store. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's so great and cheap and it's just been a game changer for us. And so it's a part of every day for me. And it's funny now, I don't like the sparkling waters with flavor because I feel like it waters down like the good you know, busyness of a good sparkling water. Another thing, Walmart has a good generic brand too. I think it's called like Vantage. And I know Walmart's are almost everywhere. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. And of course, you know, the flavored
0: ones we wouldn't want to have during the fast anyway. But yeah, I don't even like the flavored ones in my window now, my eating window. Right. I like just the plain, the taste of the plain. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. And this is something that a lot of moms struggle with. And that is, you know, you're doing intermittent fasting, you know, your husband's doing intermittent fasting and of course you have children and intermittent fasting is not recommended for children, of course, because they're still growing. But sometimes parents worry what message they're sending to their kids with intermittent fasting. Have you talked about it with your kids at all? Do they know what you're doing? Do they know why? What have you told them? That sort of thing.
1: Uh, yes. So I've talked to them about it and they, you know, they know that mommy, you know, looks better and feels better and, you then, and they also know that I'm still feeding them constantly, I feel like. <laughs> and so it hasn't been a huge issue. I think I would be a lot more careful with little girls. And I know that they're way more, you know, image conscious. My boys don't pay that much attention to me. <laughs> you know, they're very busy <laughs> yeah. and heading back out to play basketball and soccer. And so, yeah, I mean, and we're feeding them on the run. And, you know, I work and they're in school. And so, You know, when we're together, you know, I don't eat breakfast with them and then in in the evening I'm eating a ton, you know. And that's the other cool thing about intermittent fasting is you know, I don't know that I'm eating less calories. I'm just eating them in a shorter period of time. I'm eating a lot at night and I'll you know, I have been since day one, so they see me, you know, going back for seconds and so and they see me, we eat dessert almost every night. <laughs> and so, you know, and I, and I love to bake and bake them, you know, sweet treats and stuff. So we, I'm not, and I love with intermittent fasting that there are no bad foods. And, yeah. you know, we have, I think, public size, like the best fried chicken ever. We have fried chicken and we eat what we want to. And so it isn't, it isn't like, you know, that we're labeling foods as bad or, you know, saying that they that they shouldn't have this or they shouldn't have that. And so we're yeah, very very active and it's been a good fit for us and I think that food is still viewed in our house as a really healthy thing. So yeah, I think
0: that's great. And you know, they don't see that you're like living a life of deprivation and dieting because they see all. that you enjoy food. And and when you eat, you eat with gusto. Absolutely. And I love being able to do that. As a as a petite Southern woman, I love being able to eat like a giant plate of food. And people are like, wow, look at her eat that food. Know, <laughs> you know, tiny. not in like a weird way, but, right. you know, I, I love that. I love that I don't have to, you know, pretend to eat like a bird or whatever.
1: Yes, it's such a gift, especially when you went through – Or And I went through so many years of feeling like, well, I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat that. I never feel that way anymore. And it's such a great feeling. Right.
0: You know, when I was really overweight and if I was eating something, I felt like people were judging me in a negative way when I was eating it. Like she shouldn't be eating that.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And now no more of that. I'm like, watch, I'm eating this, you know. (laughs) It's so normal and it feels so good. It's funny when you fast all day long you have very little guilt about what you eat and it's true. You're just like, all right, you know, I mean, it's such a great thing. And it makes, I feel like it makes dinner more fun and more interesting. And uh, I love that. Yeah. And I love
0: that. It's just something to look forward to. And then that time, even though y'all are eating on the run, you're still together as a family and yes. it's just a more special. Yes.
1: And then the nights that you know soccer practices rained out or right now we're on a break for soccer for the holidays you know, we are sitting down to eat, and as a family, and yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I love that.
0: That's great. So, I wanted to go backtrack just a little bit. You mentioned something about parents of of girls having to be more careful, and I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Of course, boys do suffer from you know eating disorders in this day and age. I think more so than perhaps they used to. But with girls, when I was teaching and when I had students in the classroom, and if I had to talk to a young child about intermittent fasting, I find they understand very easily if we just say, you know, my body is done growing, so I don't need to eat the same way that that a growing child needs. You know, if you're growing right. a body, you need f- more food than that. a body that's done growing. And the kids are like, yeah, okay, that makes sense to them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And I've definitely said that to my boys. And, you know, obviously, intermittent fasting isn't appropriate for children. And, no. and you know, as a therapist, I And very in tune with how that can be really tricky, especially for us as females. And so even just one sentence where you're commenting on what an adolescent girl might be eating or a young girl might be eating, you know, that can trigger a disordered eating lifestyle. And so, and for me, just on the flip side of that, I mean, I've very much had disordered eating, just, you know, emotionally eating as an adult. And so I think it's, it can be tricky. And so we definitely don't want to, you know, send the wrong message. And I think that's something to really pay attention to. It's really important.
0: I think so too. And the problem is that fasting can be perceived as as disordered from people on the outside looking in because I know that people with eating disorders can use fasting as a tool, you know, as part of their eating disorder. But as you said a minute ago, that's so important. You had disordered eating before intermittent fasting and now you don't. And that is the same way I would describe myself. You know, when I was constantly obsessed with food all day long from the time I woke up till the time I went to bed, it felt like a very disordered relationship.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: and it's like intermittent fasting has cured me of that. And so, I no longer have that relationship with food that that's, you know, like, like food is my enemy or, or something I have to think about all the time. Right. So instead of intermittent fasting being an eating disorder, it's actually reversed what I felt like was very disordered
1: thinking. Right. And for me, especially working in a mental health hospital, working really long hours and overnight, you know, I would have a really stressful case that I was working on and I would, you know, want to eat something, I mean, just to love myself or to, to do something nice for myself. And that gets into just a really unhealthy balance. And we, put, you know, pack on pounds as a result. And, you know, I was packing on, I remember you saying, you know, you could gain one or two pounds a year. And over the course of 10 or 15 years, that's a lot of weight. And yeah. that was, you know, really true for me. So it wasn't, You know, I think I was, I ended up getting into like the high 160s, 170 and, and I was getting close to, you know, a few pounds away from sliding into the obese range. And so it wasn't super high, wasn't morbidly obese or anything like that. It was just definitely, it was headed in that direction. If you're going to continue to gain weight every year, I mean, you know, at 50, I I don't even know what it would have been like. It's scary to think about. And I think the whole key is that we don't
0: have to feel like this is just what happens when you get older, we can combat it now. And, you know, I'm going through perimenopause, menopause at this point. And so I can't wait to see what happens on the other end, like how I, how I go through it. You're going to do great. Not planning. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning to do great. We are really almost out of time. I can't believe it. Time goes by so quickly. I like to end with the question, what would you tell somebody just starting off with intermittent fasting? Somebody who's new and you probably do this every day in your counseling job. So (laughs) I do it and I do it
1: on the salient counseling, Instagram feed and Facebook too. Yes. What I would say is that it is so easy and I would say not to overthink it. Everybody wants a plan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like all these details. It's not hard And it's not sexy. It's not glossy covered. It's not expensive. It's actually free. It will actually save you thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. And do it with a friend. Do it in community with somebody else. And you know, it was. It's really a gift that you can give somebody if you think of it that way. If you can get somebody to do it with you, and just having that kind of support is so amazing. And. If I could tell myself, you know, if I could talk to me the first day, I would say, girl, go buy some Kroger sparkling water. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I'm going to go check it out. That and the Pure Bar. Yes, (laughs)
0: yes, yes. I'm going to do it. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, we are out of time. And I have really enjoyed this conversation, Rebecca. And thank you so much for coming on
1: to Intermittent Fasting Stories. Jen, I could never thank you enough you're very special and thank you for the gift you've given us all thank you so
0: much do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell email me at jen at intermittent dot and i'll add you to the lineup that's g-i-n at intermittent the world wants to hear your story that's it for today remember i may have a doctorate but i'm not a medical doctor so don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare care provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. Learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.